Welcome to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries at First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at fumcbentonville.org, or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Good evening. I'm so glad to be with you here for Ash Wednesday. I'm Michelle Amos. I'm a member of this church and in the candidacy process for local licensed pastor and will begin seminary next fall on my journey for elder in full connection with the Arkansas Conference of the United Methodist Church. As we enter this season of Lent, if you haven't had a chance to do so this week, please take a deep breath and just exhale. Just let your shoulders relax, your jaw relax. This week may have started joyously, maybe stressfully, frantically. So let's just take this time to take another deep breath and exhale and know that you are safe in this place. You are held by the one who gives life and you are beloved by the author of love. And you, my friend, are worthy of this love. So our scripture is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It isn't jealous. It doesn't brag. It isn't arrogant. It isn't rude. It doesn't seek its own advantage. It isn't irritable. It doesn't keep a record of complaints. It isn't happy with injustice, but it is happy with the truth. Love puts up with all things, trust in all things, hopes for all things, and endures all things. Love never fails. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's open with prayer. God, thank you for this time of reflection as we consider the mystery of our faith and the love you have shown us. Open our hearts and minds to your word this day. Thank you for the beautiful example of your love through Jesus Christ. May we be that love to each other and the world. Amen. So if I were to ask you, what is love? I would get many, many different answers. Some would speak of their romantic partner. Others would talk about their parents or grandparents. Some would brag about their children or grandchildren, and others might talk about close friends or pets. Some people may even share about their career or the place that they especially love. If you were to ask me, I would say, I love my family. I love the Pacific Northwest. And I love kayaking. There's no wrong answer to the question. But today I want to share with you a love story of a person who gave love unconditionally. There was a man who dated a younger woman with three children, a 12-year-old girl and two boys ages nine and seven. His name is Gerald. And he never married nor had children, but loved this woman's children. And he and the woman, they only dated for a couple of months But because he loved these children, she agreed he could take them to dinner once a week. They usually went to the Chinese place in their small town. 
for the buffet. She partly agreed because she worked really hard for minimum wage, and a free meal for the kids was very welcome. For the next five years, Gerald kept that commitment to take them for dinner. The children came to depend on him, especially the girl. Gerald often showed up at the trailer they lived in with groceries when food was scarce. And the girl began to ask him for money, for school trips, church camp, and other things that she wanted. She often needed to be picked up after school activities and church when her mother was working or out. And he never failed to be there. In fact, she even called him at work a few times a week when she accidentally missed the bus. Yeah. He always came. He never scolded nor complained. And when she began to drive, she would drop by his house on the way to school to pick up quarters out of the bowl he had on the coffee table for her and her brother's lunch. The bowl never ran out of quarters. She took him for granted and rarely gave back. And then she turned 17 and had to move to another state to live with her father and slowly lost contact with him over the years after she married. And then when she did go to look for him, she found that he had died. And that girl was me, and we called Gerald Papa. And he literally saved my life. He was the only person I could depend on, and I never saw the sacrifices he made. He gave unconditional love to strangers. This man never went to church, smelled like sweet tobacco, and loved like Jesus. Jesus said in John 15, 13, no one has greater love than to give up one's life for a friend. And Papa gave up every Thursday night, some weekday mornings and evenings, some weekend time, and money to children who had no one. And I'm sure some of his friends thought him to be foolish to give so much to strangers who did not appreciate him. So let's go back to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It isn't jealous. It doesn't brag. It isn't arrogant. It isn't rude. It doesn't seek its own advantage. It isn't irritable. It doesn't keep a record of complaints. It isn't happy with injustice, but it is happy with truth. And love puts up with all things, trusts all things, hopes for all things, endures all things. Love never fails. I hope you know that kind of love. Perhaps you grew up in a loving home and experienced that from your parents or grandparents. Perhaps you're like me and grew up in a home with abuse and mental illness and experienced it from someone outside of your family. And perhaps you have never experienced that from anyone. But wherever you are, in whatever your situation, please know you are loved. The Creator loves you. And my friends, you are worthy of that love. You are worthy because you are human wonderfully made in the image of our creator. You do not have to do anything to earn that love. So as we think about God's love, let's create an affirmation from 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. 
Scientific research demonstrates many benefits from positive affirmations. Scientists discovered when people write and say self-affirmations, they tend to make positive, healthy life choices. In fact, research demonstrates that regular practice of positive affirmations contribute to improved mental health, and they can even reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression. So for the next 40 days, let's commit to saying 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 as a daily affirmation. I'm reading from the Common English Bible, but please use whatever translation you like and replace love and love's pronouns with your name. So my affirmation sounds like this. Michelle is patient. Michelle is kind. Michelle isn't jealous. Michelle doesn't brag. Michelle isn't arrogant. Michelle isn't rude. Michelle doesn't seek her own advantage. Michelle isn't irritable. Michelle doesn't keep a record of complaints. Michelle isn't happy with injustice, but Michelle is happy with the truth. Michelle puts up with all things, trusts in all things, hopes for all things, endures all things. Michelle never fails. Am I all those things all the time? (laughs) Don't look at my husband. No, but I want to be. And that's the point of saying an affirmation is to say the things you want to be and watch that come to fruition in your life. Thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you would like to let us know you were here, follow the link below to connect. To participate in worship through giving, you can give online at fumcbentonville.org or on Venmo at fumcbentonville. FUMC Bentonville welcomes all. Because we believe the communion table is God's table, we invite everyone into our church family. We welcome and celebrate every race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, age, physical and mental ability, national origin, economic station, and political ideology. We come together in action and outreach, aspiring to follow Jesus' example of radical hospitality, love, and grace as a transformative movement in our community. Please join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m., both in person and on Facebook Live. All are welcome, and we'd love to have you with us. Grace and peace.